Hi, this is Tasha M. Dyer with the BYOB Movement, Be Your Own Bank. And we just want to welcome you to our podcast. Grab a pen, grab a paper, because we're going to be sharing information that has been hidden in plain sight. Information about the financial markets, things you've always wanted to know. And after you listen to this podcast to get more information or just to contact us, reach out at beyourownbankmovement.com. Beyourownbankmovement.com. Now, enjoy the show. in 30 seconds, 30 seconds to live. Live in 10. Good evening, everyone. It is certainly wonderful to be sitting here on the Clemson Highway between Anderson and Clemson, uh, going to coach some baby uh, Tigers, future national champions, not not Louisiana Tigers, but Clemson Tigers. And we're just excited uh, about that opportunity. To do Ooh, that we don't today. start it. We, we don't start, start, we don't start, start already, Mr. <laughs> Shane, we're rolling in already. That's how we're going to say hello. <laughs> I want to say hello to you, Miss Dyer. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Mr. Rogers, uh, Dr. Bifewood is back with us. He, he's a traveling uh, PhD, and we just he wants to share that knowledge all over the world. We want to share him, and he was away from us last week, and we shared him, and so he's back with us today. We want to give each of them an opportunity just to say hello uh, and greet our audience. Hello, hello, hello. This is Tasha M. Dyer, the trade whisperer. I just want to say hello to everyone out there. Um, welcome back to our broadcast, Hidden in Plain Sight. I'm excited to be here today with each and every last one of you all. But also, you know, if, if you know, I, I'm just really in a good mood today. And so I'm going to tell you today is going to be impactful and empowerment. And so you want to make sure you share, share, share. 
So let me say hello to our Rejoice Not A Four Network. It's hello to our Facebook audience. Hello to YouTube. Hello to all of you all out there listening and sharing this information because what we're talking about, 2 million families financially educated and impacted. Hello to our visionary, our finance doctor and bishop. Hello to you as well. So I'm just excited once again to be here with you all. Hello, oh, sorry, Mr. Rogers, go ahead. Well, you know what, Dr. Bifewood, I'm gonna yield to greatness and uh, allow you because I know you got some great stuff. You've been on the road. I know you got some scenarios and some stories snatched from the headline of your life. <laughs> so go ahead, Dr. Whitewood. I appreciate that, Mr. Rogers. So hello, everyone. This is Dr. Craig Bythewood, AKA the finance doctor. And as my colleague stated, I have been traveling and it is so good to be back on the airways with everyone. In reference to our opening comments, the only tigers I'm interested in are the ones that are at the zoo or the exotic animals that you'll purchase with your trading income. So, so just know everyone, I am so elated to be in your presence again. And to our worldwide listening audience, I wish you the best and look forward to this conversation. Well, once again, once again, our Rejoice 904 network and uh, our Facebook family, I'm excited to be in the presence once again of my extreme colleagues, uh, the trade whisperer, the finance doctor, and, and the general himself, Bishop Harold Rawson, I hit the plane. Hey, but this is what we need you to do. This, this information I know is going to be powerful today. So for those of you who are following us on our social media, Facebook, this is, you have to do this. You've got to like it and share it. You got to like it and share it. So it's very important because this information today, we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to sit at the feet of these amazing individuals. Because I know there are some things that are going to be unlocked and unleashed in your minds and in your hearts that is really going to transform your thought process. But most importantly, it's going to put you in a position where you can execute for results. So, hey, let's dive in here. Back to you, Bishop. Yes, yes, it's wonderful to have all of you back. Uh, the whole team on the on the on the court today, and we're just excited about what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about the uh, the mindset, one of the keys of the mindset that we need to have when we talk about trading, and just just in life, it's just it just brings about a certain level of prosperity, and uh, the experience is wonderful. And uh, this passage is found in. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I'm sure that's a favorite passage of, of, of many of us. And Ms. Dyer, you have that passage? Jeremiah 29, 11, I do. Well, I just know. one verse, just one verse. See, we're showing out early today, Bishop. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me read. <laughs> so, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yes, yes, that's exactly what the pastor said, but the more, more accurate translation says, God's thoughts for us are of good. God's thoughts are positive toward us, bringing about good things to happen in our lives as a result. And so we want to talk about the fact that, you know, positive thinking brings about manifestation of cash. And, and, and I want us to think about that, you know, when we're trading, we have to have our minds focused on a positive uh, outcome and uh, on the positive positivity about our strategy. Uh, and, and that's the way life is. You know, Ms. Dara said she got up this morning. She's been, she chose to be happy today. She said, I'm happy. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Now she could have said something else. She could have said, I'm mad, I'm mean. Uh, the, the girls are working, working, working me hard today, uh, and she could have chose a, a negative connotation. But the show is going to be great today because our our commander says that she's happy, and we know when she's happy, we all have to be happy. Miss Dara, what about that positive thinking when when it comes to trading? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna tell you how funny this is. So you know, 
I didn't know this is what we were talking about, but this is literally a conversation I've been having today and I've already had it quite a few times. And so honestly, our mindset, whatever we believe, whatever we think, whatever we want is going to happen. You know, um, we have to be focused on where we're going. And so when I see what's transpiring and when I know our mission is 2 million families financially educated and impacted, when I know that that's the ultimate outcome, that's all I can see. That's what I'm focused on. You're going to have bumps along the way. It's, it's guaranteed. There's nothing in life where you're not going to have it. But if I focus on that, then where am I going to end up? I literally, when I was having this conversation earlier, one of the things that you know we spoke about is if, if I look, if I'm driving and I'm traveling, and I have to be focused on where I'm going, you know, where am I headed? What's my destination, right? Because we're focused on what we have to get to, right? Don't you guys get road rage, get all those other things, but we're focused on where we're going. But what happens is when I start to focus on the ditch or I start to focus on the traffic or if I start to focus on the other cars, what happens is I lose my thoughts. I lose, we lose, we, we lose it. You end up drifting over into that direction. And so right now we're on a push, right? This is our year of transformation. We've been talking about that, you know, it's our year of transformation, mindset shift, mindset transformation. But the reality is, it's also our independence month. So right here we are halfway through the year. We don't do New Year's resolutions because that's false motivation. It's not something you can hang on to. You have to transform. You have to make a decision that you want something. You have to make a decision that you're ready to decide that there's more for you. You have to make a decision. And here we are during the Independence Month. This is what we are. So we had Independence Day, right? It, think about it. Nothing in life. Like freedom ain't free. That, that was what we always said when I was in the military. And there's a truth to that. Freedom ain't free. So, and yes, I said ain't for you all who are waiting to correct me. But freedom ain't free. And so when you come back and it's like now here we are. And I'm talking about my independence, my personal your personal independence and your freedom ain't free. So we have to be focused there. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to press forward. You're going to have to overcome obstacles. And when you make a decision to be a change agent, when you make a decision to do something different, remember everybody out there is not you. Everybody out there is not going to receive it. You're going to be haters. They're going to be people who don't understand. They're going to be all of those things out there but you have to only see where you're going. I'm not looking behind me. I'm not looking to the side of me. I'm focused. I know where I'm going and I know what this movement is doing. So going back to what you were speaking specifically in my trade account, this is, we have a young lady right now that, you know, we have people that said 98%, you know, just, but almost two months at 100% accuracy rate because she got focused on what she wanted. You know, individuals, we're very deliberate We've always been very purposeful and focused on the education, but we're very deliberate in our training right now. Because if we're on a push for six figures in six months, that means that you have to be focused and you have to be willing and open to receive it. And so with our training, you have to be positive. You have to know that you can have it. So there is no room for negativity. We start all our calls with affirmations. I'll talk about this all day. Y'all might want to jump in because this is my topic. Like, let's, let's be, let's, let's, let's be happy and let's understand where we're going. I will be here all day. You might want to jump in. I'm telling you, I do the whole show talking about affirmations. <laughs> well, we have other people on the show with you. We're going to let Mr. Rogers and Dr. Doc, you're gonna let Dr. Bike with. I'm sure they have some baby. I'm inviting you uh, in. Thanks. I'm inviting you in. Come on, come on. <laughs> uh, Mr. Rogers. Well, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm just already enjoying the vibe and the energy, the banter at the beginning. We're talking about tigers and, 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 and you know, the, the, no, the tigers. Old tigers, not, not no other tigers. So. And, and, and the LSU tigers, and there's only one real tiger, right? And uh, he plays golf. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> no. but, but needless to say, Bishop, you know, you know, the thought of mind and the thought of presence is, is really becomes our, you know, accomplished reality. And uh, I've heard Dr. Bythewood often speak, and we know this to be true, that really the mind is going to do exactly what you tell it to do, right? Whatever the program that you design for it, 
is going to perform that task. But when I think about this particular verse of scripture in the text, man, there's so much meat in this. And when the word of encouragement came that God said, the thoughts that I have towards you are good and not evil. It comes at a place where uh, the children of Israel were in captivity. And they were in captivity because of their own disobedience to the plan, the original plan. But because God is so merciful and so gracious, in the midst of us getting off track, he corrects us. He gives us discipline, but he never leaves us without hope. And the hope is that after you've done your 70 years, you're going to come out and you're going to get back on track. So it's kind of like a reversal pattern in the market. Sometimes we get up ahead of ourselves in our trading account and we get uh, to the point where we're not following the rules and the guidelines and specifically to this particular strategy. And sometimes we end up listening to the wrong indicators. But then there's a great reminder that when you follow the plan and Jeremiah was that voice of reason that God had chosen to lead the people back to the promised land. So we have to be mindful that we are putting the right information in our mind. We have to be mindful that we're surrounding ourselves with the right voice so that we know, even in the midst of a reversal in the market, the pattern has been established. And, and, and God always operates with a specific pattern. And the pattern is when we are obedient to what he's called us to do and we get out of our own minds, and we let the mind of Christ lead and guide us into all truth, then we know we can experience that great life, that life of hope that he's ordained for each and every one of us. Yes, that, that's, that's so true what you're saying, because uh, in verse 10, it says, and I want you to look at this, it says uh, they were in captivity 70 years. Now, we, we, sometimes we don't really think about what that means. 70 years. Miss Dyer has a daughter, Deja, who's never been in the world. Her world has never been without a, a cell phone. And so, you know, 70 years to go back, perhaps when there were no phones. I was having a conversation with my dad, and he reminded me of the times where we lived, where he lived, when there was no electricity. And that he, he was sharing with me, because he tells me the same story over and over, he sharing with me where he went out and worked and made $5 and gave it to his mother in order to get electricity put in the house they were living in. And so that had been 70 years ago, but you know, that's the, that's the transformation. These folk coming out of Babylon captivity, many of them didn't speak the language that their grandparents who went into captivity spoke. They, they didn't understand the God that they, of their grandparents. And so now uh, Jeremiah is saying to them, God says, I'm gonna perform my good word toward you and so god spoke a good word and this is a passage about the power of a good word spoken into a person's life and, and so you know it's it's positivity as miss miss uh dyer says it's the kind of positivity uh that is transferred through your voice and you speaking into the lives of individuals who think they might want to trade and they're trading because of the good word that you spoke into their life. I mean, even if you just think about what you just said about not knowing, one of the things that I think about that I'm very excited about is, and, and, and it actually came up um, on this past Friday, but one of the things that excites me is the reality that, you know, when you talk about Deja, when you talk about my youngest daughter, she doesn't understand what it's like for, to have lack, you know? So we understand the, the generational things that transpires, like you mentioned a cell phone, you mentioned you know electricity, those sorts of things. I mean, I remember the flip cell phone. I remember when I first got a beeper, you know, how my mama flipped out on me, like we're not doing drugs in here, you know? So all of those things that we've watched the evolution take place, but the evolution that I want to make sure that we understand that can take place. And this is why we have to learn to speak the language. We have to shift the language because in our culture, you know, it's, it's never been where we speak the language of financial freedom. We don't speak the language of wealth. We, we don't speak that language. Now, some of us absolutely, 
but in, in a whole, we don't speak that language. And so when I look at my daughter where a shift is taking place, because my older children understand when I would say I didn't have. My older children understand when I would say, oh, we have to wait till I get paid. They've heard those things before. And so those are the types of conversations in order to begin to have a shift I had to eliminate, you know, because they're children, they're going to ask the same way we ask our father, you know, in heaven with, with, with no limitations, my children would ask and have an expectation for me to provide. But I came back with lack because that's where we were mentally is I don't have, we don't have, it's, it's wait till mommy get paid, all of those sorts of things. But now when I had a conversation before she left for the summer, my youngest daughter, you know, there was something she was watching on TV and the parents could not afford it. And her conversation was, mommy, I don't understand. Why can't they afford it? What does it mean they don't have money? Don't they have one of those little cards that you keep in your wallet? You know, and so that's her, that's her reality. You know, that's, that's her mindset is, you know, so her, her world is shifted. Her world is different. So of course we talked about it and we, you know, and we pressed forward, but she's in a different space. And so what we've done is we're putting the language in her you know, putting that wealth language where my granddaughter is saying healthy and wealthy, right? So we're, we're shifting the language and that's what we have to be able to do because if I'm gonna see that I can have six figures in six months, if I'm gonna see the wealth that's coming, if I'm gonna see my trade account, then I have to be able to believe it, but that's gonna means I have to change my language. So we have to be able to speak those things and stop speaking lack and stop speaking destruction over us and stop speaking because where your where your focus goes your energy flows so if i'm always focused on what i don't have and the negativity then that's what's going to continue to manifest in my life we have to change it and change the language that we speak so if i can chime in here i think that it's important that we understand a few things but the first thing is that this topic this conversation this philosophy that's undergirded by the word of God, this is a great confirmation as to how the Be Your Own Bank movement is set up. Because we understand this so fully that we layer this. For example, we have a book. And in that book, all we're doing is telling stories about how we decided to affirm and then our lives manifested in that way. And then we have calls and every single call begins with, the same concept. And I remember distinctly one of us, I think it was me, saying that we needed to be more aggressive about putting the affirmation in the chat when we looked at the number of people on the call versus the number of chats, there was a discrepancy. So we have constantly been operating in this. So one of my affirmations is I walk my talk and it feels wonderful. So it is so important that, A, we recognize that the Be Your Own Bank movement walks its talk, but it's also important that you, listener, do the same thing. You are your own movement. You are your own CEO of your own company. So you need to ask yourself, am I walking my talk? And in order for you to pose that question, there are two steps. One, you have to talk it, and two, you have to walk it but we need both. And oftentimes we are our own worst critic. There was a talk with the finance doctor maybe about a year ago that said, are you your own best friend? Are you your best cheerleader? So really self-evaluate what you're saying to yourself and recognize that this is a scripture that's reminding you that you have to speak positive from yourself first and then that emanates out into the vibration that you're in and the happiness quotient that you need to operate at 100% efficiency during your trading. That's so very true, Dr. Blackwood. It's so wonderful to hear have your voice and you speak that good word toward us, uh, causing us to return to a place of prosperity. And one of the things that, um, Jeremiah emphasizing this, that these good words are the kind of words that are going to cause a positive end. And that's what we've been preaching about is when we end our work journey, 
uh, that is a positive um, decision that we make is a positive state of being and a state of economy when we decide that we don't want to punch the clock anymore or we don't want to go to our place of business anymore. And so Nehemiah says that God's thoughts were positive and the words that he spoke were positive to bring about a positive or manifest a good end. And I think that's where most people want to be is when they decide they don't want to go to work and they can just stop working and just chill like I do every day. And uh, every now and then I, I check, go on the phone and check what's happening with my money. But, you know, just excited about, huh? I said, that's the life. Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 sometimes you gotta gotta find stuff to do. You know, uh, you can only play so much golf, you can only fish so much. And uh, my sister and I went and looked at a a boat that she thinks she wants a boat. I had several. I know what a boat is. A boat is a hole in the water you pull money into. And, and so, uh, you know, just trying to find some stuff uh, to do. You know, identifying some. Some trips that I want to make. I want to do that Cairo to Cairo cruise, river cruise. I'm plan making plans to do that next year. And, and so just some stuff you just want to do. And, and that's what everyone wants to do when they decide that they don't want to hit the clock anymore. And it wasn't a matter of being too old to do what I do, because I still do some of that. But it's a matter of I don't want to do it no more. I want to take care of my daddy. And so here I am doing that. And so it's, it's good that when you're when it's time for you to take care of them, you're able to do it. And so that's the kind of word, a positive word that uh, God has for all of us. Yeah. And it starts with that positive mindset that Ms. Dyer has been not talking about, but preaching about over the last uh, 30 minutes or so. And so I see it, Ms. Dyer, is all over you. Uh, uh, it's positive, though. It's, good. it's a good word, and it's a good word to resonate in our spirits and and that's where it has to happen that positive energy has a resonate in our spirits and cause us to move forward and believe that god truly has this for us see that's what i also believe though that we have to be in a position to do that like right now you're up there with your father so you didn't just say okay let me bring you down here let me do this you actually got up and relocated for a while you I got up I put my stuff in storage. But that's what I'm saying. You were able to do that. That's why I say that's mm -hmm. that life. Because mm -hmm. when my father had a stroke, you know, I just dropped everything and I went to Atlanta and I got him. See, I don't want to live in Atlanta or anything. So, but I got up and I went and got him. I didn't have to ask anybody for permission. I didn't have to ask anybody, was it okay? I was up there for maybe what, two or three weeks. And then, you know, brought him back with me. So that's, you know, that's the life that you want to be in a position to where you control the narrative. And I also think when you're talking about our thoughts are positive, like when you say God knows the plans he has for you and everything about that is positive. So what Dr. Bifold just stated was very powerful. And so I've actually, you know, embraced that from since he did that call when, you know, he made the comment about would you be your own best friend? And I really want you to think about that for just a moment, you know, because he said it and people are like, oh, wow, that's powerful. But I really want you to think about it for a minute because we're so quick to write people off that don't speak power into our life. We're so quick to write people out. No, they're not. They're not talking to me. Right. We do all of those things like I, I wish they would speak to me like that. But think about how you speak to yourself. Think about the things that you say to you when you tell yourself that I can do, like we're talking about walking off a job or when you tell yourself that, you know, I, I want to be wealthy. Think about the things that run through your mind. Well, I never had this. I don't know anybody that does it and you don't deserve. Just think about the things you say to yourself. If that was another person, if that was somebody else standing there looking you in your face, would you receive what they're saying or would you punch them, right? What would you do? Like you, this is real. Like, what would you do? And so if you feel like you would be upset or angry or like, how dare you, then how dare you speak to that way to yourself? We have to be my own best friend and we have to embrace that love for ourselves and know that we deserve what the word is saying that is ours for the taking. So very true. Uh, 
Um, it's ours for the taking. God has for us. God has this for you. We have been anointed for wealth. And what is it that God has for me? We have to say, you know, is this what God has for me? Broke, dusted, and and can't be trusted? Is that what God has for me when he says you're anointed for wealth? And so we have to see that, you know, whatever we're going through is to get us to where God wants us to be. Because at the end, at the end he has wealth for us. And so I can't say I haven't had any, any any rough days. I've had my share of those. But at the end, you know, and I don't think I'm at the end yet because of the things that we've been discussing, um, Mr. Rogers, the end is not, not near yet for what God is about to do in our lives. And so God has that for us, and we just get ready to receive it. How about that, Mr. Rogers? Well, I mean, I'm in total agreement with the fact that is, and even we talk about Jeremiah and, and Jeremiah just filled with so many quips of what the end looks like. As a matter of fact, he says that before I formed thee, I knew thee in the belly of your mother's womb. And I, I, I've ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. And so when we talk about, we're talking about speaking the word of God and the mind of God and it brings us to a point of understanding that it's already been mapped out. So as we've already said, are you your best friend? What words are we saying to ourselves? So I'm now even more so uh, knowing that I'm going to continue to declare uh, to myself uh, what God has already spoken about me as the individual and us as collective because his word is the final say so. And we have to uh, evolve up to the standard. And his word is the standard. His word is absolute truth. And it's just our responsibility to receive what's already been done. And, I, and I'm also reminded of how when, when, when Peter saw Jesus afar off and Peter began to walk on water. And he was able to do exactly what he believed God had already told him to do. But immediately, when he got distracted, he began to sink. And sometimes it's the distractions that we begin to make more loud and definitive than what God has already decreed and declared. The beautiful part about it is he was still able to be rescued. But imagine if we always find ourselves being in agreement with what God said about us, and then also understanding that the two loudest voices in our minds and our hearts should be what God has decreed and declared and what we're saying to ourselves. And anything that is not in alignment with what God has said and what we're saying to ourselves, then we dismiss those as distractions because if we focus on those, then guess what? We find ourselves in captivity and we find ourselves restricted and limited to our personal birthright as children of the Most High God. You know, uh, one of the most unfamiliar, see, we, we, we were comfortable with that stuff that we were familiar with. We were familiar with being broke, and so that doesn't bother us that much. And so the thing that was unfamiliar, most unfamiliar to these folk coming out of captivity after 70 years, a lot of these young folk had been in captivity all of their life. And so now to experience freedom was a frightening thing. And having to deal with financial freedom can be a frightening thing to a lot of folk. How about that, Dr. Byhul? Well, you know, that statement that you're making, Bishop, reminds me of my silence of the lamb point a couple of weeks ago. So I certainly understand that we oftentimes can be the only one keeping ourselves in captivity. I had a conversation with a really good friend today that made this point. I have an issue with my self-image. And because I have an issue with my self-image, I keep going on these patterns where I will take steps and I will do things to personally develop myself, but then it'll always relate back to how I see myself. And I explained to this person that you should be applauded because you represent about 5% of the population, individuals who are self-aware enough to recognize that 
what the issue is and then take action. And the immediate response was, what do I do? And oftentimes we have to realize that the way it works is all we have to do is take the first step. And then God will reveal to us what the next path is. Two hours later, this person sent me three videos that address self-image. So in that moment of self-awareness, we don't have to figure out all the stuff. There are people listening to me right now who decided, you know what, I need something different. You know what, I want something better. But at that moment, they hadn't been exposed to the Be Your Own Bank movement. But because they made that decision, because they, they were, had that awareness, then the BYOB movement was revealed to them. So again, we have to let ourselves off the hook sometimes and thinking we have to figure out all the answers right away. Another reinforcement of the same thing, the secret. There are three steps. Number one, ask. Number three, receive. That's all we have to do. Number two is God. The universe will unfold and show us what to do. So how do we get to that point of being happy and having the right vibration? Recognizing that all you have to do is ask, and get yourself out of the way so you can receive. Dr. Bible, and then one of the things you brought to mind is that God is still in the business of showing us the way. He still has a pillar of fire by day and a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And he can guide us, as you said, step by step. The first step we need to do is to step out of abundance and allow God to take us to the promised land. And he makes that possible he shows us he introduces us to people like miss dyer mr rogers or dr craig bifewood and he uses them like he uses use moses and aaron to show us to freedom and so we thank god for all three of you and for the dedication that you have in leading us to freedom land uh uh miss miss dyer you you're, you're you're another moses you're another female moses leading uh, folk out of bondage into freedom and so we thank God for you and so let's take that step let's uh, seek the guidance and the leadership of the people that God has put in our place just as he put Nehemiah in place that's powerful Bishop and I because as, as Dr. Blackwell was talking and you guys were talking I'm sitting here listening where you're saying that um you know, we, we, we not uncomfortable or like, I didn't like broke, you know, I, I, I didn't like it. Um, you know, when my mother was ill and, and worrying about what you have to eat, like people will tell you money isn't everything. And I'm just like, you know, and we hear the quotes all the time. Well, it's right up there with oxygen, but just think about that for a minute. I, I didn't like broke. I didn't like not knowing what we were going to have for dinner. I didn't like not knowing if we were actually gonna have our roof over our head the next month. I didn't like eviction notices on the door. I didn't like those things. And at what point can we do you say, okay, you know what? Let's do what's required to make a change. Because if that is that uncomfortable and, and it may, you know, the worry, the stress, and you see with my mother being sick, a lot of things and conversations I had to have, you know, in places I had to go and assistance that we needed to have, as a child, you know, that wasn't my space or my place, but I had to do it. So I didn't like it. And so, you know, when, when you start growing out of it, I'm like, at what point is enough enough? Right. So we have to get uh, we have to stop being so focused on the things in this world where we're focused on, you know, like people's like, OK, that's money's not everything because I would hear that. You know, people were mad at me when I got up to leave, when I left and, well, I'm not moving back home. I'm, I'm going out and I'm putting my stamp in the world. People were upset with me and I'm like, you're going to have to get over it. You know, you're going to have to get over it because I'm going, I'm gone. I'm going to make a shift. I'm going to make a change. And I, and when I drug my mama with me until, you know, her transition, cause I wasn't leaving her back there, but you know, I, it's, we gotta we have to say enough is enough and when you think about it like i pull these stats back out because when we had our women's call you know these stats we just talked about on friday and i want you to think about this for a minute because we want so much but when you talk about the likeliness of someone to in our community to have a million dollars 
it's at a 1.9%. But the likeliness to have zero or negative wealth, it's at 37%. To be in debt, to have zero wealth, it's at 37%. Who's going to change those numbers? And this was 2019. So this was before COVID. Who's going to change these numbers? We are. Nobody's going to help us change those numbers. But those numbers, that's statistics based on what we're doing. So in order to change that, we have to do something different. And I don't know about you, but 37% of our community in debt and neg negative wealth, not just broke, that's the busted and disgusting. So we, that's got to change. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, Ms. Dyer, you know, uh, the thing about it is those that have you in that position, want to keep you in that position because they're making money off of you being broke and disgusted. They're able to charge you those crazy interest rates um, for those credit cards and other kinds of debt that's out there. Uh, and then those who are busted and disgusted with you are not happy for you because there was Sam Ballot who was upset that nearby was trying to rebuild the wall. And so, you know, that's just evidence that, you know, everybody's not going to be excited. Everybody's not going to encourage you. Matter of fact, fewer people will encourage you uh, than will uh, those that will discourage you. And so you just have to have a made up mind. Recognize God says, my sheep know my voice. Recognize the calling of God and move forward. You understand that this is God sent. Some people can't recognize stuff that's God sent. They think it has to come in the form of a, of a food stamp card or something of that nature. And they go to praise God, a lotto ticket to go to praise God. Or something like that, you know, it's just crazy. Oh, God, look what God did. Girl, I hit the line. God did it. God did it. Yeah, yeah, I got approved. I got approved for this credit card. God, look at God. And uh, and uh, they don't recognize what God is truly sending because God don't want us to be in credit. God don't want us to be in debt. God don't want us to be uh, uh, owing folk all uh, paying a bunch of interest. As a matter of fact, God uh, spoke against uh, usury and charging your brother and your sister interest. And so, you know, uh, uh, you know that's 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 not God. God don't want you nobody to charge you interest. Certainly, He don't want you to be paying interest. So, uh, you know, I don't know. We blame a lot of stuff on God. God has nothing to do with. It. So when He sends you something and you won't take advantage of it because you're not familiar with it, is insane, Mister Rogers. Well, when we look at it, that that was a time frame and those seventy years, as you said, you know, the, the language got diluted and when we think about where we are in, in 2021 uh not only has the language been diluted it has never been properly introduced uh from a wealth perspective uh, and specifically in the african-american community uh, and so we have to be mindful uh of how important it is to 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 adhere uh when we think when we find ourselves listening what are we listening for? And who are we listening to? Because Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says, it is I that give you power to obtain wealth. But we wanna make sure we realize the purpose of being resource. Uh, it, it, the purpose of having the resources is not to heap it and consume it to ourselves, but it's truly that, that, that God's covenant will be established. In other words, the wealth gives us the influence to govern the earth in his absence. Um, so when we think about, and I'm always mindful and thinking about the bondage happens in so many different layers because the resources are, are, are available, but because that language has not been introduced to us, we feel like it's not a part of our, our, our heritage. But it is a part of our heritage, specifically for those who, are, who have named the name of Christ as a kingdom citizen. I just believe that how much more should I be influenced the earth uh, knowing that my responsibility is to establish God's will and way of doing things in the earth. But in this dichotomy, people are not going to listen if you don't have the financial resources to get the attention and the minds and the hearts of people. But when I think about uh, who, who was that the other day? Richard Branson, Virgin, at Virgin Galactic. This guy 
shot off into the earth. It, it, he, he went into the atmosphere on his spaceship. So here shortly, you're going to be able to take a commercial flight to go out of space. How is it now we can still do those type of things and people can experience that? But yet there's a there's a there's a group of people that know the statistics that Ms. Dyer talked about 37%, not only broke, have it's because we must be the breaker, we must shatter those old thought processes, and we must fight for those people who are in bondage that we can sound the alarm and fight on their behalf and stand in the gap for them. And I'm I, I just know that what we're doing, uh, I, I just know that it's been ordained of God. Um, and even for those who are kicking against the prick, we're going to continue to shout this message. We're going to help you understand the language. And in the midst of you learning language, we're going to teach you how to interpret the language so that you can now speak the language for yourself. Exactly. Now, uh, here's what I heard. I mean, the question that the, uh, the system of buying and selling is a failing system and is not necessarily God's economic system buying and selling but rather god's system is sowing and reaping and when we sow and and then we reap is god's system of economics or what do you think about that so let me jump in and respond to that bishop 100 percent understand that concept and really what it's about is value Buying and selling works for both sides of the equation if you're providing value. And so if I'm doing it to make money, then I put myself in a position of violating that scripture that you just referenced, where God clearly states you should not charge usury to your brother. So since usury is such a big usury is interest, listeners, and because interest being charged is such a huge moneymaker, the credit card industry was the United States of America's first trillion dollar industry. First trillion dollar industry. So you should pay. But what the institutions are letting you know is, I don't consider you to be my brother. That is the reason why I think it's okay. And we recognize that again, what we're bringing to the table. We're not telling you to strike against banks. We're telling you to be your own bank. So if we look at the world as being our brother, if we recognize the planet that we're all brothers and sisters under Christ, then we put ourselves in a position where we're not buying and selling, we're simply reaping and sowing. So which brings us back to the original point, and that is that we want to operate in happiness. This week, while I was in Indiana and Chicago, several of our teams forfeited the last game. And the reason why they did that was because they had a problem with the referees. And someone came to me and asked me about it. And I said, as a coach, I vibrate so high that I don't even recognize what the referees are doing. I don't even have an evaluation of them because I only focus on what I can control. I say to my girls and how my girls play. That's the way we have to operate in this. We don't have to look at institutions and evaluate whether they're good or bad. We just need to look at our own situation, our own ability to perform. And that is what the Be Your Own Bank movement is about. It doesn't say look at other banks and frown. It doesn't say complain about what banks do. It says be your own bank. And when you're your own bank, then you don't have to question whether or not usury is being done to your neighbors because you're doing what the word of God says and you're loving your neighbor. And when you love your neighbor, God will make sure that you have the resources to continue to show that love. Big bank frequency, right? That's what we got to operate at. Big bank frequency. I love it. And so, I mean, just think about it. So you didn't react the way everybody else reacted because you were focused on what you were there to do. You were focused on what you came to obtain. So there is no need. So just think about that. Cause that's like the perfect analogy. They quit because they didn't like the referees. So how many people quit 
because of the pullbacks? How many people quit because you didn't like the way something was said? How many people quit? Because there is nothing or no one that's gonna stop me from success. There is nothing or no one that's gonna stop me from succeeding. There is nothing, not these statistics, not a person, not anything because I know what's mine. So the question audience, the question listeners is do you know what's yours? And are you gonna be so deliberately focused or are we going to operate in that big bank frequency and in the right frequency to where we're so focused on what we came to get and what we came to do till we're going to walk in his promise and walk in the anointing. And so we have to be very deliberate and walk it out on purpose. That's what we have to do. So that is what, so that I just got excited. I, I'm, I'm operating on a different frequency. What frequency you, you better check your station. What frequency are you operating on? Is, is, and are you going to allow yourself to get distracted from where you're supposed to be going and what you're supposed to be doing? And then when you said they're not our brothers, right? You have to recognize that everybody is not in your corner. Everybody does not have your best interest at heart, but that everybody is never going to stop me from success. That's the mentality that you have to have. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing. That means where y'all chime in. <laughs> this, this is where you guys speak. <laughs> <It's a cut. laughs> hey, Bishop. <laughs> I got a question for you and Dr. Bythewood. As we're talking about, you know, this verse of scripture that I expected in and that hope, what is it about your hope with all the trials and tribulations that we've all experienced? Uh, what is it about the hope that keeps you uh, at a vibration so high that you keep showing up on a Tuesday broadcast or, or the schedule that we have? What, what, speak to our audience and, and let them, what's on the inside of you that compels you to stay the course and embrace the process? Because uh, Peter says that thinking not strange that all of our brothers are experiencing fire with trials. So we're not exempt from life circumstances, challenges, and things of that nature. But what is it about you that keeps you so focused that nothing derails you from the end purpose? Bishop, I'll let you go first. I think Bishop is... There I am. Uh, um, just had to hit the right button. Um, uh, Mr. Rogers, I think you and I have some of the same motivations. Both of us have daughters who are in medical school, and uh, I have a daughter who's getting ready to go into law school. And that what keeps me is the hope that I can make some more money, and so, I, <laughs> so they can go to school and I can pay for it. And so, uh, you know, that's that's motivation the, the love I have for them, being able to not have to do. Uh, some of the things I had to do to get through, uh, to get through school, or, or you know, God has opened up some knowledge base, and I think that's, I think that's, um, that's motivation when you reach uh, a certain knowledge base, and you it forces you to uh, to do better and to do different, and uh, uh, just motivated man, because. Uh, God, there's an expectation that God has an expectation for me, uh, and uh, you know you're trying to trying to meet God's expectation, and if anybody's expectation you ought to try to meet, I think it ought to be the expectation that God has for, and God's expectation for us is good and not evil, and certainly as Miss Dyer says, broke is evil. <laughs> <laughs> It is. <laughs> so that's a great question, Mr. Rogers. And there are a lot of layers to that answer. And, and here's one of them. I remember going to a conference when I was in college and they talked about the fact that there are four personality types. And one of those personality types is the type of person that is a leader and wants to give and wants to see uh, situations better. And every single person at the conference had that one personality. And so they explained to us that 
that's the kind of personality that will go to a conference that will at a young age want to gather more information so i feel very strongly that it's it's deeper than just the fact that we want to do things for our family it's deeper than just the fact that we want to be a part of this movement there's something that is happening when we're born where we're just chosen to be that Moses, to, to be that leader. And, and if, you, if we really go back and look at our life, I'm sure all four of us have been doing that our entire life. Now, what does that mean for the other three personalities? The other three personalities are part of the process because none of this can be done by ourselves. One of the things that, that helps me to stay focused with my busy life is when I get those telegram messages that say, Dial in. We're live in the market. We're doing this. So there's a role for that that's important. So literally, teamwork makes the dream work. But I think that in addition to all of the real-life Craig Bythewood examples I could give you, we also need to recognize that we are energetically matched by being the type of people who want to be on the radio Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern rather than watching Netflix and chill. I kind of I kind of think all of us have it. I just think do we make a decision to tap into it? Um and 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 I can be wrong but we we all come with circumstances, trials and it's just do we allow society to tell us what we can and cannot have? And I agree with the point of because we need everybody to make the world go round. But when I look at the word and when I when I see it, it didn't have a name in front of it, right? It didn't it didn't have a a collection, a group of people, it was to us. Like when we read that, it was, so I believe that we all know it's just, we don't walk in it. Just think about our children for a minute. They're all different, we're all different. We're all gonna be different, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm really not gonna make a decision that I'm gonna give, or this child is gonna have more than that child. They make a decision if they wanna walk in the, the covering that we have for them. They make the decision. They make the decision if they want to act out, but it's the same, you know, we the same parent, we're the same person, but and we'll do anything for our children, but they have to make a decision that they want to receive it. They have to make the decision, you know, just like you guys mentioned, I'm here for my daughters, all of you guys and the daughters, oh my gosh, you're like, right? So I, I listen to all of those, you know, your stories, your passion and what we're willing to do for them. They have to make a decision if they want to receive it. And so, it's a lot of people that won't receive because they don't realize that, you know, it's like, why don't you trust your parent? Why don't you trust, why, why don't you trust yourself? What decision are you making, right? Are, are you gonna walk in what's for us? Are you gonna allow someone else? You know, they don't listen to their parents. Well, that's like us not listening to God. We, we, I 100% understand where you're coming from, Ms. Dyer. Let me look at this a different way or let me present this a different way. When I was young, I was into theater. I was in plays. And we put on some really good productions that made the audience clap and everybody enjoyed it. In order for that play to take place, the actors were only part of the equation. We had students who were great at costume design and made these great costumes. We had individuals that were great at set design and created these great sets. And those individuals would say, I'm comfortable doing the set and I'm comfortable doing the costume. I just wouldn't want to be on stage. So I agree that on the audience perspective, yes, you have a choice to clap or not clap when there's a performance. I'm just saying that sometimes personalities like us are more comfortable being in the front saying, here's what we want to do. But the teamwork involves many opportunities for people to do other things. And that's one of the things I love about this movement. And especially you and your skill set is that you have the ability to do both. You can be up front and you can be on stage, but you also have that ability to be able to do a costume design and, and design a set that puts us in the best position. So yes, Mr. Rogers, there's a certain level of us making a decision, but I also think our personalities have something to do with why we continue to show up in this role. Yeah, one, the, the arm, the leg, the you know, all that, the whole body, but we make up one. So we're, we're here. So as we're talking about this last aspect of, <laughs> I like what Bishop Amos Dyer said that, that 
having lack is evil. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't cool. Um, what is it, once again, in, in, in the lives of this embodiment of, of these voices uh, here, hidden in plain sight? Uh, uh, how do we capture those who have been in bondage uh, that obviously uh, everyone on this call is a little bit seasoned, right? We we've, we've, uh, we understand the language. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do we how do we bridge that gap? How do we bridge that gap? Oh, are you y'all? Yeah. <laughs> no, we, 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 we want the we want we want the gentlemen at to, to chime in. <laughs> they was quiet. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm trying to hit my button. Ms. Dara made me mute myself and I was trying to get the mute to come off. But, you know, Nehemiah had a problem along those lines. He, he had the, they were rebuilding the wall because the people had a mind to work. And then there were those who were comfortable with doing bad. You know, some folks were just comfortable with doing bad. Moses had the same problem Nehemiah did. You know, they were talking about the the, the watermelons and leeks, uh, onions rather, in uh, Egypt were better than what they were experiencing in the desert in freedom. And, and some folks don't want to pay the price to do the work to establish uh, the prosperity that God wants us to walk in. God had an expectation that the wall would be rebuilt. God had an expectation that the folk would travel at those few miles into to, to cross the Jordan to the promised land. Uh, they would do. They would, he wasn't going to pick them up in Abracadabra and they were there, but they had, they had to. They had to take the journey. And, and some folk uh, just have to understand that it's, this is a journey, and that uh, it's going to require us to put in the effort to actualize the freedom. Of in prosperity that God has for us, and that actualization won't uh, manifest without our participation. One of the things that I thought about while we were talking about this picture is a few years ago, the lifespan of a male was 72 years old. So what God is really telling you is like Ms. Dyer said, you have a choice. And you could literally be in captivity your entire life if you choose an outcome other than walking in your truth, walking in your wealth, walking in your abundance. So the stakes are higher. Do you want to spend your lifetime in lack or do you want to spend your lifetime being your own bank and getting everything that God has in store for you? Well, uh, uh, I, I think that... Um, the, the prison or the enslavement can be a, the mindset. You could be locked into a mindset that imprisons you. You know, you know the manic depressive or the depressed person is a mindset that they, they choose to be angry and, and to internalize that anger. And uh, anger turned inwardly is depression. And so that's a choice, as you just said, Dr. Bikewood. And, and, and so, you know, we can decide that we're going to do something about our circumstance or we're not. We can blame other folk for our circumstances or we can take it, take, take ownership of our circumstance and do something different to, to make a difference in life, in someone's life. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing uh, what positivity can do for some folk. Uh, a, a little girl, one of my daughter's students, uh, called her this morning. I called her last night. And, and all some have been talking to her. She's 15 years old and she was pregnant and her mother doesn't talk to her. Her mother doesn't share with her. Her mother doesn't care for her. And so who does she call? My daughter. And uh, she's talking with her. She was with her. Uh, one of the other teachers, uh, uh, one of my, daughter, my daughter's friends was there in the hospital with her this morning. They were FaceTiming and talking. The baby was born. And, and, and so, you know, it's, it's that positive energy that gives people hope that uh, they, they can do something different. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to have to, you know, absolutely. And we have to have that positive mindset, that positive focus, that positive thinking. 
And so I hate to cut this short, right? We're at our time. So we'll probably have to pick it up next week or, you know, what we're talking because we have to be so focused on our success. And so for those of you all who are ready to make a decision, ready to make a change, understanding that this is yours, join us tonight. Go to YouTube, Be Your Own Bank Movement. Go on YouTube, subscribe, and chime in tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so you can definitely, come on now, chime in so you can understand exactly what this movement is all about. And go to our website, beyourownbankmovement.com. I'll say it again, beyourownbankmovement.com. Make sure you send us a message. Let us know you're ready to be your own bank. Pick up a copy of your book. You want a copy, I promise you. That's what you want to do. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited. Once again, go to YouTube, subscribe, click the link, subscribe. Make sure you chime in because tonight at nine o'clock, you're going to understand exactly, oh, it's time to, time to go, right? Exactly how to get those six figures in six months. It's time to shift your mindset. Let's go get it. It's time for you to accept the challenge and be your own bank. So glad you tuned in. So glad you enjoyed the show. These financial markets, they are yours for the taking. And we're here to help you understand exactly what's been hidden in plain sight. Get a copy of your book today. Be Your Own Bank, Hidden in Plain Sight at our website, beyourownbankmovement.com. Be blessed.